Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. I was thinking like, if if I ever said welcome to Almost 30, it would be like, huh. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, I kind of wish you need to break out of that flow. <laughs> It's actually important. I When I read this book, it was called Moonwalking with Einstein by Jonathan Samfower. It's about mm-hmm. memory and like all the important and interesting parts of our memory. But it talks about how it's important to do things like take a different route to work. Or for us, if we're in the pattern of me mm-hmm. starting and then you saying, hello, everybody. You know, it's like, and how can I- we break out of that to just bring more conscious attention to our life by mixing totally. it up? Because if you watch or from whether childhood or when we were younger and there were talk shows and they would either start or end yeah, like the same way, have like a sign on or sign off, which I guess is a little freaky if you think yes. about it. <laughs> Lots of like YouTubers have that too, where they have like a signature sign on or sign off and people get like really attached to it. But I think even for our old intro, when it was like, and really fucking funny when we had that, people oh, would always yeah. say that on tour. They'd be like, oh yeah, and really fucking funny. Totally. I just cussed on my Instagram stories and it bleeps it out. Oh, I kind of like that. I actually think that is so stupid. I just am like, I just, again, like you're going to show me like the most horrific, disgusting, gross stuff. Yeah. Megan Fox drinking her fiance's blood. And then I'm like, but I'm like ass. And it's like, I'm like, okay. If I see another headline about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, I'm going to poke my eyes out. So they, first of all, they got engaged and they share their engagement. And I just was like, okay. Because she's like, it's so stupid and dramatic. Like they act like they're so unique and different. They're like two totally lost outcasts. It's like, you're literally the most popular people in pop culture. You're not outcasts. They're like love strong you know, for the moon. And it's like, and then we drank each other's blood. Like, it's just so fucking, I'm like, you guys are literally 15 year olds. And he's like, there's a thorn on the ring. So when she takes it off, it pierces her. Are you lying to me? (laughs) I swear it's a headline right now. You can Google it. And then what was it? Like some magazine, some popular magazine was like, this is what happens when you drink someone's blood. I know. I was like, hey, everybody, let's, Let's not. Let's like actually, let's not. Let's move on. It's just yeah, like- it's gross. What is going on? Yeah, it's so gross and weird. And I honestly think Megan Fox is like a demon. I think she's like some sort of demon. If you see all of her posts, they're very weird. And in some <laughs> spiritual books, they talk about sometimes demons are the most attractive people. I mean, is MGK not? I He's, I, he's just troubled. That is a troubled being. Dude. I had never, ever listened to his music ever. And I was like, let's just have a little gander. And so I went on to his Instagram because I've never been on there either. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. This is the most pop, one of the most popular artists right now. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You're like, got it. Don't know a single song. They did this interview with GQ and it was so fucking hilarious because they're both sitting in the thing and they're asking the questions. And MGK's like to Megan Fox with his like little question card. He's like, what's your favorite way to relax? And he's like, like, I'm like 15, 15 years old, 15 years old. You do that in literally high school. You're like, her favorite way to relax is like sucking my dick. It's like, no, it was, she's like, stop. That's not my favorite way to relax. I'm like, dude, oh, <laughs> so, so fucking stupid. <laughs> Literally so stupid. It was and like we wonder why relationships old. are like, you know, 
this is what people are <clears throat> modeling things off after. Yeah, yeah. Because they really worship certain relationships in pop culture. Yes, yeah. And in that one post of theirs, she's like, shamans, the type of sex they have makes the devil clutches pearls. It's huh? Like, dude, yeah, dude, the, the, the devil is- references and blood references are absurd. It's wow. so, it's like very for, front and center right now. Just how, yeah. that, how it's sort of moving in that direction where they're not really hiding that sort of thing anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not, for me, I'm just like, how is that artistic or cool or, it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I've been catching some music videos because they've been now premiering music videos in commercial form which is weird. So wow. like music videos are now like a commercial. So you see it because no one, there's not like the MTV culture anymore yes. or whatever. And I mean, that's a whole show. I can't. That's a whole show to break down fucking music videos. It was like a Katy Perry music video with Alesso or something. And I was like, what's Say no more. happening? There's a yeah. show on Gaia that actually does that. It's like, it breaks down... Hollywood movies. Mm. So like Stanley Kubrick stuff, which is like Eyes Wide Shut or Matrix or, you know, really crazy stuff. And it kind of breaks everything down because once you start to see, you're like, oh, okay. And even if they don't know what they're doing, they're recycling the same type of imagery, the same type of symbolism, the same type of vibe. It's like, you notice a lot of Egyptian in there. You notice a lot mm-hmm. of like certain types of colors, certain types of references, a lot to like God and the devil. And like, you know, they're just kind of always playing into that same thing and nothing's really interesting or fresh or new, but it's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, he's, Justin and yeah. I were trying to, we're trying to watch Game of Thrones or he's he's seen Game of Thrones and I was like, all right, I'll try and watch it. Dude, I can make it through two minutes at a time. It's so gory. Have I don't you seen understand. it? I've never seen it. I can't with that with that stuff. I'm like, I have no interest. But with I, I watch like not voluntarily, but I'll get into like other gory stuff more so like real like like yeah. cocaine and I don't know, shoot them up. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I never got into Game of Thrones. But I can't imagine filming that, dude. I, know. I just can't imagine the it's the gore and then. Obviously, the nakedness, which is fine, but Dude, it's like mad nakedness. Mm-hmm. I used to talk shit to Justin. I'm like, "Oh, are you watching the like porn?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you watching porn?" And he's like, "Oh, there's not anything." And I'm like, "Dude, I've seen tons of peen, tons of tits. There's so much. Every scene is either nakedness or gore. It there's so much gore, mm. and it's like you can't. He's like, just it's it's a show. It's a show. It's a show." But I'm like, but they just burnt children. <laughs> like they just yeah. fed children to like a wild beast in the woods. I'm like, they just cut a yeah. horse's head off. How do you like, it's so crazy. I'm just like, I don't know if I can keep doing it, but I just wonder, I'm like, are people okay? That well, they could the whole honestly sit in a couch and watch it and be like, yeah, totally. I wonder if it's a form of like escapism and then also like, I guess comparatively, if you're watching that, you're like, I guess my life's pretty good. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But we were watching Ted Lasso for the last few weeks and my, how I feel when I go to bed is completely different than I was when I was watching like another more intense Ted Lasso show. 
oh, it's the best. And I, Dude, the first so episode, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't Same. know if this is my humor. And then I was like, this is my fucking humor, man. Yes. Stupid The writing shit. got better over and over. <laughs> like, the writing and the jokes yes. got way better as it progressed. And, and you're yeah, in the game, world, you know? Yeah. Like, you're in the world more I've, and you're like, this is my thing. I was watching, have you seen the morning news or the news show? What is it not called? Not yet. Morning show? No, not the morning yet. show. It was good. It was good. It kind of in season two, it was like COVID focused. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of good on that. I'm yeah. actually, that's in my face 24 seven otherwise. So I actually don't want to watch a show that's in real time. I always wonder what that means. Is that like the signaling that like while they were filming, they were, I don't know. I guess Dude, it's I more know. like real time, current, whatever. I don't, who wants that though? Cause then it's like, it's like inception. You're like, this is a show that's actually happening right now. And then I'm watching a show about a show that's sharing about this same topic. It's like, I'm kind of good on that. I, I, it's not like I want to be in complete fantasy world, but it was just, and one of the characters got it. And I was just like, oh, we're watching her progress through COVID. I'm like, this is fucking, that's weird. The worst thing I've ever seen. I don't want to like watch someone get, get COVID. Like everyone's kind of going through that process or had it. You know what I mean? It's like, it was just very, yeah, it was like very weird. But otherwise I really like the show because it's, kind of goes into like the nuances of a lot of things. And I fucking love Steve mm-hmm. Carell, dude. He's just the best. I love Steve Carell. There's no one so better. So much. I miss Michael the Scott look. is the greatest, is the greatest TV character of all time. Completely agree. I, actually, that's a good reminder. Maybe a YouTube search of best Steve Carell moments of all time yeah. would, <laughs> would do a body good. <laughs> that one's actually one of my favorites. Or watching uh, Key and Peele, best Key oh. and Peele moments or Nathan yeah. For You is like... Some of the best. It's like TikTok. I don't do TikTok, but sometimes Justin will have those up. And I'm like, oh, that's that's like a good reason to watch it because you get the highlights. Mm-hmm. I went on TikTok just to see a video someone sent me and I was like, God. Okay. I know. <laughs> Dude, I saw lot. too much. <laughs> I don't like that it's black. What do you mean? It feels oh, very like, like portally. Yeah, like the, mm-hmm. the black. And it's kind of, I don't know, the way of the app. And, and just like when you go on, you just see these people's faces staring at you and it weirds me out. And you, well, you see, like, if you go onto someone's page, it's like a GIF of all the videos. Yes. And it's like, yeah, like, hmm. but it keeps your attention because your eyes are like, of something's moving. What's course. that? Something's moving. And I just, yeah, dude, the sexualization shit, I cannot. And I'm just like, oh my God, they want more of my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, they want more of my fucking time. They want me to spend hours on 15, a five second video. Like, I can't even keep up with one. I know, dude. And to track like the the press behind certain apps, like when they mm-hmm. when they like put TikTokers on a pedestal and they're like Vogue Person of the Year, and it's like a TikToker. Yeah, dude. it's like this weird thing that the media and press does with these platforms. Obviously, I'm sure there's some things behind it and intention, yeah. but it's very weird because then it's like, oh, that's something to aspire to become obsessed with then it's very weird it's weird too like what we're defining as like art and culture changing it's like where's the award for someone that figures out recycling Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just I was talking to Lacey and Jenna today and we were talking about like NFT crypto stuff and I was like why is everyone so focused on this like we actually don't have a recycling program in the United States like China used to buy our recycling and now they don't. It's like, why? We can't even figure basic stuff out. Like, let's figure mm-hmm. out plastic. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out recycling. 100%. Let's figure out our school system. Let's figure out like healthcare. <laughs> and we're all just like, what is 
this. And then we're putting these people on a pedestal that it actually is a lot of work to be a TikTok star. Like you definitely have to be creative and figure out all these things. But it's like, that's our highest value point of reference. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, this is... We're following uh, where we're following the money. We're following where the attention is. Attention is for sure. You know, attention. By where we, attention I just goes, mean, energy you know. flows, which is applicable to TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed on Instagram they want you to do reels only. They're like, no, no, no. I know you want to post that. I we know. want a reel. I'm like, let me post. A static image of Dude, my Dude, honestly, face. I'm like, don't force me to set up a tripod in my apartment <laughs> of me like pouring milk in my cereal. I'm like, I don't want a fucking tripod in my life. Yeah. I just want to post what I want to post. Yeah, it's a, it's an interest. I wonder what the next thing will be. I don't know. Any Not predictions? Meta. Meta's stupid. I don't know, man. They're microchipping our hands. Who fucking knows? <laughs> I wondered knows. what that cut was on my thumb. <laughs> I know, honestly. Who's got a chip? For a sec. Everyone who gets a chip, you can get our NFT and then you join our Discord and we'll be talking about <laughs> microchips. But I think they already are microchipping people. Dude. I think it's called transhumanism where they basically are trying to merge AI with yes. humans. I don't know, man. Who knows? Because who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I'm, I don't want to predict. Because then we're I'm just not. creating. I'm like, well, let's predict something great. Yeah, 100%. You know, but... Where our focus goes. This one is a good one. I'm excited to share with you this conversation with Organic Olivia, who Lindsay and I are both obsessed with. So this was an episode that was shared on her podcast, What's the Juice? And we found this conversation to just be perfect for our community as well. We feel like it was that perfect balance of like girl talk, connection, laughing, fun, and then a lot of depth. So there was that like levity and then there was that beautiful gravity that we often bring into conversations. And we talked about finding creative purpose. We talked about comparison, you know, what happens when we compare and what that feels like. We talked about consumption versus creation on social. We talked about creating community, thriving through your Saturn return, self-love, setting boundaries. It's all those things we like to talk about in our community. And I know you all will love this one. And it was so, so cool to talk to her because she's going through her Saturn return. So like, I feel like she was gleaning a lot. And um, so anyone listening who is going through their Saturn return, hello, we see you. We started this podcast because of this time. And I feel like Olivia is just someone who, yeah, she is like someone you would aspire to kind of not emulate, but I, I do feel like her growth path is so honest, so real, mm-hmm. like high, low, all around. And she's been so open about sharing kind of what's working for her, what's not. So yeah, it was just really good to go to go deep with her. So this again is our episode on What's the Juice? That's Organic Olivia's podcast. You can subscribe to her pod as well. Highly recommend. And she also has incredible products as well. You can Mm -hmm. check it out at organicolivia.com. Yeah, I love her Magic Mane is like one of my favorite products for hair. And I love all the tinctures. I like the liver juice. I like the mood juice, adrenal recovery formula, but her products are incredible. You can use code ALMOST30 and that will get you a discount on anything from organicolivia.com. 
com. We had her on our show. So if you're interested in more from her, you can search Organic Olivia Almost 30 and hear her episode on our podcast, which was so good. So this is a collab that we love and respect and support. And we're excited to share this with you. Yeah. Enjoy this episode. We'll have a little more on the other side of it for you. Subscribe to Almost 30 if you haven't already, and we'll see you soon. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. I thought for my entire life, I would be bleeding on the sheets, bleeding in my pants. I literally (laughs) thought my life was having blood in my underwear and blood everywhere on my period because tampons literally don't absorb everything. I know. Tampons and pads are like... It is. No, I I could not believe using the Flex Cup. Yeah. Using a cup has changed my life. It protects you for 12 hours. I never have leaks. There's zero product waste, which is huge. Can you think mm-hmm. about by the time you're you first get your period, you're using tampons like a few a day, a few times a or 12 times a year. Mm-hmm. How much waste that is. <laughs> I, know. I can't believe it that. It is so crazy. I am so Krista is a Flex Cup fan. Cup for life. I am a Flex Disc fan. So the disc is a single-use menstrual disc that can be worn for up to 12 hours and hold as much flow as three super tampons. Um, it's super comfortable. You can't feel it. You can even have sex with it in, which is pretty cool. Um, and Flex, flex Discs create 60% less waste compared to tradi- traditional products. So I just, oh. I love both. You know, I, I've used the cup as well. And I think a cup is really incredible because it's comfortable. Yes. it ha- The Flex Cup actually is the only cup that has um, a pull tab, which makes it easy to take out. Yes. So what I do is I put it in in the morning and then I go all day. And in the evening, I just empty the cup, wash it off, and then, or I just rinse it off with water and I put it back in. And it's been amazing. It's almost like I feel like I'm not even on my period because I'm yeah. not having to worry about getting blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's body safe materials. So it's a medical grade silicone that really sits within. And it's not that easy to put in. I know you, me and you both have like gone through a process of figuring yeah. it out. But once you figure out how to put the cup in just or like the any. desk, it's mm-hmm. easy. It's so easy. Um, and it has honestly helped with my cramps. It definitely has made yes. a difference in my in my cramps. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table during your period and truly help mother nature. Uh, with Flex, you can do all of that. Go to flexfits.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup plus free US shipping. That's code almost 30 to save on Flex at flexfits, F-L-E-X-F-I-T-S dot com slash almost 30. I would love for you to each like introduce yourselves and then also sign in Sun, Moon and Rising. Love. So I'm Krista Williams. I'm co-founder and co-host of Almost 30. I do some things on my personal website too, related to spiritual texts and other types of things. I have a tarot deck coming out, but my signs are Pisces Sun, Virgo Rising, and Sagittarius Moon. (laughs) And I'm a projector in human design. I am too. Yes, of course. What's your authority? My authority is sacral. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. How is that? How is knowing? (laughs) <laughs> it, it, knowing is knowing is life. It's hard when you guys don't know. It's hard to be, I'm just kidding. No, I, I get it. it is, is that like your Sag moon kind of interacts with that too? Do you feel? I feel like that. And also I feel like I've always been claircognizant. So it's just like that mm. kind of part of me that always just knows. And I feel like that to me is the most special part of me. 
is the knowing. Is it hard to listen to the knowing or it just comes easy? No, it is hard, but it's but I'll make myself crazy if I don't, or I'll be sick or I'll be unhappy. So it's like, and I know now I have the awareness and I think we probably all do that. I know when I'm not listening, mm, that I'm yeah. kind of like, I laugh at myself. I'm like, oh, you're going to fucking do that again where mm-hmm. you're just avoiding, you're procrastinating, you're doing all these things. So now I kind of have a gentler approach with it. But for most of my life, I was so unhappy not listening to my gut that I just drove myself crazy. I love that. Yeah. Lessons not learned in blood are soon forgotten. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a quote from love Nick. That. He, didn't, he didn't make it up, but it's a quote that he says to me almost every day. Wow. Full of, full of metaphors. Oh, I love that. I am Lindsay Simsick. I am the other half of Almost 30. And I also make music and just multi-passionate, multi-creative. I'm a manifesting generator, which is basically what that is. And my son, I'm a Virgo sun, Gemini moon and Libra rising. Oh yeah, let's talk about Gemini moon. You guys are Gemini moons? Yes. My gosh, y'all. Oh, I love that. Yeah. How is your experience being a Gemini moon? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I do feel that twin energy in my, in my like emotional body and it can be I can be really hard on it, mm-hmm. you know, where I kind of yeah. shame myself for um, feeling one way one day and then like kind of being in a completely different mood, if you will, the next day. And, you know, I've been really trying to be more gentle and just take it as like information. Like our feelings tell us so much about not only our intuition, but just like giving us information about experiences and people and what we need. And so, yeah, I've been less less of a just nag to myself about trying to be like, come on, be more balanced, be more stable in that way. Like, it's just not me. Um, and I think what happens is my f- perfectionist tries to like harness it and like smooth it over. And then that Gemini moon is unexpressed really. Yes. And so I get like, then I get real crazy. You know, I get, I feel like I bubble up and then it's like, I'm overflowing and I'm like, oh my God. Which is God. so funny because you're so balanced. So it's all internal. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, oh, you're- Well, that's the like that's this. the Virgo, Virgo sun where I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Yes, yes. I'm perfect. Yes, all is well. I'm beautiful. <laughs> you know, I think Virgo and Gemini placements together are like life's hardest challenge. Like God was just like, mm-hmm. take this. It is so difficult because the Gemini wants to be creative and this like ever so changing, curious, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this one day. I want to paint the next day. I want to do this. And then yes. the Virgo is like, well, you have to be good at it. Yeah. And the Gemini moon is like, but I wanted to have fun. Yeah, and Virgo's okay. like, no, shut up. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult. What's your human design? Manifesting generator. Oh, yeah. Okay, you said and mm-hmm. your authority. Emotional. Emotional. Okay, so I'm emotional authority too. Mm-hmm. So what that's does that mean? I forget. Maybe it's our Gemini moon. Maybe yeah, that's, that's why we have the emotional really, authority. Because yeah, as really soon as you said sacral authority, I'm like, okay, moon is totally emotion. So yes. maybe that's, you know, mm-hmm. just that knowing in your gut. Yes. The Sag is just mm-hmm. so direct. Mm-hmm. It's like, duh. What are you yes. talking about? Mm-hmm. But the Gemini moon. So it's it's having emotional authority is having a Gemini moon basically where it's just, you have to feel the waves, ride yes. the waves. You have to wait for like the extreme anger or passion or mm-hmm. excitement or whatever to kind of come down and then have the extreme low and then wait until you're back at baseline yes. to make any decision. That's why like, Damn. and I can't process in the moment. I'm like, I gotta wait. I feel yes. that where I'm like, 
it's going to change for me. <laughs> I need to it wait. Is. And it's, and I think it can be hard when like, there's like a Krista that just knows. There's like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so it's- But I've learned from that. Yes, yes, yes. It's actually helped me a lot. Her processing, I process in the moment, but it's, I'm like, I'm processed and I'm like fucking aggressive. And direct. <laughs> I'm like, I'm processing in the moment and like making everyone miserable while doing it. So taking the moment has helped me too, where I can be like, okay, what's my intention? Mm-hmm. What is truth? Like remembering what the truth is. Like the truth, when we really get down to it is like that we love each other, that we're here for each other, that we want the best for each other. And like, this is just part of the journey of us through our evolution of like how we're just going to figure it out. And sometimes I just get so hot when I'm processing that it's like, it's not helpful. So your delay has helped me actually. Yeah. And it's, and we have that mirror all the time with each other, which is such a gift. And I think like my, I've been able to like honor my, the way in which I'm supposed to, you know, either respond to things or make decisions to things because oftentimes I will compare myself where I'm like, but they can make decisions so quickly and they're Mm -hmm. so clear or they can say how they feel in the moment. And it's so clear, like, why can't I do that? Like Mm -hmm. be more like them. And I think human design especially has really helped me to like own who I innately am instead of like trying to become someone that I'm not. We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're gonna take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. Okay, so the other night I took the sleep gummies from House of Wise and I have a little thing on my wrist that tracks my sleep, my HRV, deep sleep REM, all the things. And I took the sleep gummy, which I love. And you guys, my REM was up by an hour and a half. Do you know how major that is? (laughs) REM is deep sleep, is cell regeneration, is where we have our dreams and we're just in that deep restorative sleep state. And this is such a game changer for me. Uh, You've heard us talk about House of Wise. We absolutely love this brand so much so that we invested in this CBD brand and their products allow women to give more attention and purpose to their daily routines, more intention and purpose so they can take back control and achieve greater results from their sleep stress, and sex. I know y'all love the sex gummies. I mean, those are a cult favorite and a given. And what I love about House of Wise is that they incorporate incredible herbs and adaptogens into their formulas. Like for example, the sex gummies are made of horny goat weed, maca root, ashwagandha, as well as their full spectrum hemp-derived CBD. And they work. This is the thing. Not all CBD products that I've tried have an effect, a desired effect. And so this is the first brand. That is why we invested in them. That truly, truly works. We feel the effects and are better for it. So check out House of Wise at houseofwise.co. And with the code almost 30, you're going to get 20% off your purchase. So make sure you stock up. My favorites right now are the sleep gummies and the sex gummies. Go to House of wise.co use the code almost 30 and you'll get 20% off and what i also love about this brand is that a portion of the proceeds go to support the last prisoner project so they are dedicated to cannabis criminal justice reform so house of wise is partnering with them and giving a portion of their proceeds so please go to houseofwise.co use the code almost 30 for 20% off 
To support my hormone health, one of my favorite things is Hum Nutrition's Moody Bird. I love Moody Bird. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It helps manage symptoms of PMS. It's been one of my favorite ways to balance my hormones naturally. I remember reading about it a long time ago when I went through a hormone health journey. And these were the two ingredients that were super supportive for me. So I am forever in debt to Hum's Moody Bird for supporting me in balancing my hormones naturally. Yeah. I love Hum Nutrition. We have loved Hum forever. If you're an OG of the podcast, you know this. And right now I am really loving the Here Comes the Sun. This is high potency vegan vitamin D3. So this is going to help my immune system and healthy skin. And most of us are deficient in vitamin D. So really important. Um, I also really love the collagen love. This really is great for skin repair protection. Yes. Um, it's super powerful. I take it every single day. So go onto the website, take their quiz. It, it'll take you just a couple seconds. And honestly, it's very helpful to have like a Basically, they're them prescribing like yes. five recommendations for you, and they have uh, support on the website um, from a holistic nutritionist to help you navigate what you need. So, go to humnutrition.com, h u m nutrition.com. Use our code almost thirty to get twenty percent off first orders of twenty nine dollars or more. Humnutrition.com. Use the code almost thirty for twenty percent off your first order of twenty nine dollars or more. How does the the need to wait to make decisions affect you in business? Because sometimes that's a little hard for me, especially when you're working with a new team member or someone who doesn't get your style yet. And you're like, no, like I need to wait until I feel the yes. And I just don't know when that's going to be <laughs> when I feel I the know. answer. It's hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> we move so fast, you know? So yeah. I, I, you know, we trust each other. You know, if Krista knows, like I trust that she knows, but I also don't want to hold up things sometimes. Mm. So it's like, if I feel that like I really need to sit with this and we should wait on the decision, like I will say, I will say so. But I also think that we balance each other so well mm -hmm. in yeah. the process. And like when she knows and she moves, it's like, okay. And I can support in the ways that like when where I'm really in my genius. But I mean, with my own creative process, like, yeah, it takes time. And I think like I see people just like creating things and they're out there and they're putting it on Instagram. They're doing all these things. I'm like, I need the process. Like the mm -hmm. process is like kind of where I, I, where I love, you know what yeah. I mean? Where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is why I do it. Like the process of and feeling through everything and yeah, I'll probably create something, but like the process is really like where I feel alive. Yes. And I used to think for myself that going slow was like a, a pain point or a negative. But I realized that I was just feeling that way. Other people don't really mind when I go slow. It's me that needs to accept that. Because like you said, that's where your yes. genius is and going slow and doing your thing. So mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of embracing because other people respect the way you want to do things. Yes. We have to respect it. And that's it's also 100%. like, if you're running the business, like what's the rush? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like It's like all this self-created pressure that we just create on ourselves to like know the answer, like know the next step, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we just, if you're running the business, it's like, take your time. Speaking of business, yes. I would love to know how you two began working together and started Almost 30 Podcasts. Oh, yes. So we were in our Saturn return, which I know you mm -hmm. just started. Welcome. Mm -hmm. It's a wild ride, babe. I don't think we really knew that was happening when we first met. I didn't understand astro no. astrologically what was happening, no. but I had just really tried my best to pursue a career as a soul cycle instructor. Mm -hmm. 
So I auditioned in New York City when I lived in New York City and I wanted to audition in LA and I had been in the corporate world. So I had been in consulting and marketing and events and I had really run the gamut and I was miserable at every job that I had. It was like my dying wish to find my purpose and to find my passion. And at each job, I just felt even more miserable because I felt like I was abandoning myself in the corporate environment. It just felt like it wasn't for me. So I was like, maybe soul cycles it. Like it felt like it was it. I was like doing my best to manifest soul cycle, what I perceived as manifestation. And I didn't get the first audition, which was like so heartbreaking. They emailed me like a, literally 45 minutes later. I was like, could I have like a night of like <laughs> dreaming that I got this role? They emailed me like 45 minutes later. I didn't get it. But what I started to do is I realized that um, my voice on the microphone was was really bad. So I got on the microphone at SoulCycle to go up to the audition and I was so uncomfortable being on a microphone. I just, it repulsed me to hear my voice. So I was like, either way, if I audition or not, I need to get more comfortable hearing my voice projected. I need to get more comfortable with my voice. So with my corporate job, I would leave every Wednesday, go uptown and do a voice lesson to get more comfortable on the microphone. So I would do that. I did that for like six or seven months, like just really, really trying to figure out my voice. And it was so helpful. So when I went to move to Los Angeles uh, with my husband, I was connected with Lindsay, who was a soul cycle instructor in LA. And I was like, Hey, can you help me with my audition? She was like, yeah, we FaceTimed and she helped me, but I didn't get the audition. Thank God. <laughs> and there was just something about our relationship. There was something about her where I felt like there was this click. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, there's this is something. And I was like, I remember one day I was in my living room and I was walking across the floor and I was like, oh, this is the missing puzzle piece. I was like, this is it. Like, it felt like I had everything I needed in my life, you know, with my husband, with her, with with where I was. So we started to have these really deep conversations I was super lost. I was so sad that Soul Cycle wasn't it. I felt super just down on myself because I wanted my life to have meaning. And it really, really felt like it didn't. She was going through her own transitions with relationships, with her own life. And I just said one day, I'm like, hey, do you think we could start a podcast? Like I had loved podcasts. I had been listening for years and years, especially in New York City on my commute. And I wanted to do something where I could explore, where I could ask questions, where I could be curious. And so we started the podcast and we recorded for seven months on the closet floor at my apartment and where you were living. And eventually we launched our show and, you know, it's evolved so much. It was like dating and relationships and like embarrassing stories. And (laughs) and then it was health and wellness. And now really it's spirituality and lifestyle, but it really supported us through our Saturn return. And really that's what Almost 30 is about is supporting people through these life transitions because it really has supported us. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so perfect that it's almost 30 because that's when you're yeah, talking about That was the yes. point, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, okay, the, I get well, it. We didn't yeah. know what was going on. We're like, why is there so much change? Why does this feel so serious? Why every part of our life was changing. Like yeah. I was moving, you had moved, my career, your career, our relationships, our friends. You're really getting serious about life. And you know, from the astrological perspective, it's the Saturn return. But from the brain perspective, your prefrontal cortex actually comes online after you're 25. So the age range varies for most people, but you're really becoming conscious of who you are and how you interact with the world. So before that point, you're acting from the place of the lower base of your brain, which is like the programming that you were really given as like when you were really young from your family. And then at that point, you're able to have your prefrontal cortex come online, which means you're able to interact with the decisions of your life. So you're able to really be the person that's gonna be like, what do I want? Like, what am I doing here? And you really have that awakening. So there was that conversation with the brain sort of happening with us too. 
When Krista said, let's start a podcast, what were your thoughts? Like, what were you going through with your Saturn return? Yeah. I mean, I'm always down to do something creative. I mean, I feel like that's something I've always done and something that's always made me really happy. So it was an immediate yes. Because I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but we'll figure it out. But in my life at the time, I had about, I guess, like a year and a half, maybe two years prior, broken up with a long-term boyfriend. But the effects of that breakup were just... You know, I, I I feel like that was like the pre-Saturn return fire, the little the little fire you have at a campsite and then it turned into a, a forest fire of sorts. <laughs> but, you know, I thought he was the one. I really thought he was the one. And as you do when you're 24, 25, and I really didn't know myself. I really identified as like his girlfriend. You know, I didn't really know who I was. And, and so... I was really unhappy in the relationship towards the end. We didn't know how to communicate at all. And I cheated on him. And it wasn't just like a one-time thing. It was like a very committed affair of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was really intense. And I didn't know that girl. You know, it was like definitely me doing it, but it, like I didn't know her and it freaked me out. You know, when when it all went up in flames and, you know, he found out and yeah, even talking about it now, I'm like, who's she? <laughs> you know, it's very weird, but I was, I think I had gotten to past the point of where my soul was like, so I've been giving you like a lot of messages and signs that this ain't it. Like this season with him is done and you have not been listening. And yeah. so we're going to just do this thing. And it was horrible. You know, I would, I, would never do it again. You know, I I think I have the tools now to communicate my needs and all of that. But what that, you know, opened up for me was this very long season of being single. I was single for like six or seven years after that period. And if anyone would have told me, hey, you're going to be single for the next seven years, I think it would have been like, okay, like, (laughs) let's skip this. Like literally, how do we skip this, you know? But it was the most transformative season of my life, you know, like to really understand who I am and walk back to myself because I just walked so far, you know, as you do, like in your 20s, like you're just like, how do I get validation from friends, from work? Like, how do I look like this? It's so out, 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 out. And so I was able to just come back in and yeah, it was just a really beautiful, beautiful time. And so anyway, that that was kind of the, the start of my Saturn return shortly after I moved to LA, which was like the event. I think moving to LA was like the event of my Saturn return. And, you know, I... I just, that season in LA, almost seven years, like, oh my God, like I just, I changed so, or I just became more of who I was yeah. so much, you know? Love that. And, and almost 30 was such a huge part of that, obviously. You know, we started it because of our sad return, but then like just, just continue so much growth and discovery through this beautiful entity that is almost 30. I think so many people listening right now are most likely going through their Saturn return. If you're anywhere from 27 to 30, check your chart, go on a Saturn return calculator. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to kind of hear both of your advice for them. And I'd love to ask you if you think, you know, if you do listen to those messages and those signs that the universe was kind of giving you, do you think it can be easier or is it always meant to kind of kick you in the ass and perhaps show you things like how selfish you are, like what we just talked about? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really it. You know, it's if you are on the aligned path of your life and you really have listened to the signs and 
you really are living in integrity and you really are living by your design astrologically or how your like authentic code is supposed to be, the Saturn return feels good. It's Mm -hmm. almost like um, Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. Like you don't feel the effects if you're really living in a line life that feels really good to you. But you know, for, for me, I completely wasn't. And I think it's really hard, especially the first Saturn return. Like we really have spent a lot of our life being programmed or being taught who to be, how to act, how to get love, what's acceptable, what's not. So it's like really that time where you're like, okay, who am I? You know, like who is this person? So my advice for people is I think taking radical responsibility for your life is the most important thing. And when I really was like, okay, I'm actually responsible for being in a career that I hate, not being as successful as I want, not loving my body in the way that I wanted to, not having the deep, meaningful relationships that I wanted to, It allowed me to really take the steps and make change for that. And I think before that point, I sort of had been lying to myself a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm not that unhappy or like, this is normal. Like it's normal to be this anxious. It's normal to be this depressed or it's normal to go drink with your friends four nights a week or however much I was drinking. It's normal to hate your life. Like I felt like coming from the Midwest, this is just my perspective. I felt like it was really normalized to really be unhappy and hate your every day. Mm. And when I really began through like spiritual texts and reading and stuff to just take responsibility for like everything, that's when I was able to like make a lot of change. And it wasn't easy. It was all really scary. I quit my job, you know, a few times to try and pursue my passions. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. But I think when you really take responsibility, you're able to like make a step forward that will serve you in the end. Did you have a specific catalyst that kind of forced you to take that responsibility. I know you mentioned psilocybin on oh, yes. our episode. Yes. Did, did that play a role in your journey? <laughs> I, I love psilocybin. I feel like that's been like later on in my life and that has helped me take responsibility. I feel like what I've noticed with psilocybin and how I, how I need to take greater responsibility is that I seek deep, meaningful connection in my life, but sometimes I don't offer vulnerability to get that. So sometimes I'm seeking this like deep, meaningful relationship with people, but I'm actually not being vulnerable. And I'm actually not um, showing up with my energy because I'm so busy serving them. That's Mm -hmm. like sort of my default is to serve other people and serve other people's energy. And so that was something with psilocybin. But I think in my life, the drinking was huge. And then I think with my first job, I knew that I needed to leave, but I had to wait till I had a sexual assault case that I was involved in with my boss come to terms for me to like end up quitting. Where Mm -hmm. I was like, I know I need to leave. I know I need to leave. And then I got involved in this case And I was like, okay, had to have it blow up in my face for me to really go. So that's what happens with the universe. You know, it's so kind and it's so loving, but it really will continue to give you these whispers until you learn and really listen Mm -hmm. that like you're living an unaligned life. We'll be back in just a moment. But first we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, Lindsay and I are such fans of therapy. It has really been so beneficial for our relationship together as best friends and business partners, for my romantic relationship, for my relationship with our team. It has been so incredibly helpful. And every time I leave, I'm blown away at what I learned or what I was able to process and how much it's made me such a better person. Yeah, I really, I really recommend this honestly probably every week to someone who's come to me that are like, do you have a therapist that you can recommend? I'm like, this platform is incredible. They'll match you with a licensed professional therapist very quickly um, and you can get specific about your needs. So basically 
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist, like I said, in under 48 hours. So super quickly. Um, I know we all invest in a lot of things in our lives, but why not your mind, your mental health, your emotional health? It's so important. So really, really happy to be working with BetterHelp. So our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash almost 30. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash almost 30 will get you 10% off your first month. If you are in need of building or updating your at-home apothecary, look no further. Anima Mundi Herbals is where you will go. It is female and BIPOC owned and operated by master herbalist Adriana Ayalis from Costa Rica. I'm so excited to introduce you to this brand if you have not already become obsessed, but their products are incredibly clean and potent and powerful. They contain zero fillers, binders, or flow agents. They are pure botanical powders, teas, and beyond. And they are sustainably grown to contain over 200 different herbs from around the world. Uh, I am currently obsessed with their energizing and mood boosting herbal coffee. This is caffeine free and adaptogenic using new a new product, their renowned happiness formula. Uh, so this is also offered in a tonic, but it is so unbelievable. It contains key herbal allies that they like to call happy herbs because they make us happy. Um, Energize with some of the top herbs research to increase a sense of peace and happiness such as ashwagandha, rhodiola, macuna, albizia, and St. John's wort. These happy herbs are also combined with coffee-esque bases for their grounding and exquisite flavors, y'all. It is so grounding. It's so, so good and has replaced my coffee in the morning. It has dandelion and roasted chicory, maca, lacuma, burdock, mesquite, and real organic vanilla, which is my favorite. One of the key benefits of this super powder is its liver and gut supportive properties with key elements like roasted dandelion root. So if you're looking for upliftment, joy, don't dopamine and serotonin uplifters, liver and gut support, adaptogenic support, coffee substitute, aromatic bitters. Y'all, this one is for you. The energizing and mood boosting herbal coffee. It has that happiness formula in there, which is also available as a super powder. Go to animamundiherbals.com. Check out all of their products are amazing and use the code almost 30 for 15% off your purchase. That's anima, A-N-I-M-A-M-U-N-D-I-H-E-R-B-A-L-S.com. Use the code almost 30 for 15% off. Have you um, ever had any experience with psilocybin now that I, I've done it? I like to yeah. ask everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm it's like, my new let's personality do it. Trait. I'm like, do you have any? 100%. Did you bring some? When you come to my town. <laughs> You're going to facilitate for us, honey. I know. I was like, we'll done. be in the car with you. I make playlists for people. That's my thing when, they, when they're on. Yes, I have. And, you know, for me, I think, especially recently when I've done it, it's, I feel the contrast in how how serious I can be, how heavy I can take things on as my own. And so when that is lifted, when I've taken psilocybin and I just, I feel the joy, I feel the, the, 
the brightness and the just like infiniteness mm. of everything, I see myself. So I know that like, you know, human Lindsay is often taking on a lot of things and like feeling a little bit heavy, feeling very serious. It's almost like a protective mechanism at times because to be so, to be so bright, to be so light is sometimes scary in this world. It's yeah. actually really, really hard, you know, at times. And so- yeah, I just see, I felt that contrast. And sometimes it makes me sad because I'm like, oh, I want to be here all the time, you know, mm -hmm. which I'm like so interested in microdosing. I was talking to my brother about it the other day. And, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful. You know, we, we've done ayahuasca. We did it once and wow. I had a really- well, yeah, we did four four nights oh, in, a, in row. a row. Four yeah. nights in you a know, row. That's I, I kind of feel like that's how mushrooms are meant to be done. I, I yeah. love that like peeling back of the layers. Yes. And I'd love to hear about your ayahuasca. Yeah, so we went to Costa Rica to a place called Rhythmia. It kind of felt like, you know, the Ritz of, of ayahuasca mm -hmm. experiences, you know, and we were very, very lucky to be invited there. And I say the Ritz because it was just very comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Like they really take care of you. They are facilitating in a way that is so beautiful. The shamans are incredible. The accommodations are nice. And like they... They provide support the day of, you know, so in the morning we'll have workshops and discussions on what to expect. And then day after integrations, massages, colonic, you know, just very supportive. And so we were not like in the middle of Peru, like yeah. doing ayahuasca or in a mansion in Beverly Hills, but I felt really lucky. And, you know, I think, you know, ayahuasca, mother ayahuasca will give you what you need and the experience will be what you need. And for us, it was, for me, it was really gentle and it kind of felt like I was on mushrooms. It was a little, a little more intense, <laughs> but it had that, feel, you know, yeah, I, I definitely had that, that feeling. Oneness. Yes. That oneness. Oh, it was so beautiful. And I just saw, you know, the scenes of my life. It was like this life review of sorts thus far, mm. especially relationships. You know, we were talking in our conversation with you on our podcast about just how much we learn and grow and see ourselves and know ourselves in relationship. And that is what I saw, you know, and, and I just saw, I saw scenes more clearly, obviously in mm. retrospect, for example, like when my mom, my mom had cancer when I was in high school and it was such a blur when mm. I was a kid, you know, it's like, I don't even know. I'm just trying to like be the big sister and make sure everything's good. But I just, I saw how she was so strong, so positive, like beyond, mm -hmm. but I saw how lonely she was like in that scene. And I got to have a conversation with her after I did ayahuasca, just kind of about that time, because mm. as a 16 year old or, you know, how old I was, I didn't really experience it that way, obviously. Of course. <laughs> but it was actually really a beautiful way to like reconnect with my mom about that time in her life that just happened seemingly so quickly, you know, and we just kind of moved on with life. She's thankfully healthy now, but it's like, that changes your life, yeah. you know? It changed our lives, it changed her life. So it was actually a really beautiful way to kind of like revisit life moments and have conversations about those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now from this place of renewed emotional intelligence or developed yes. emotional intelligence, you're able to go back and deepen connection with the people that you love. Yes. It's so nice with the unattachment with the mushrooms. I feel like you've had that too. It's like with the self-centeredness, it's like you're unattached to like what that means for me. Mm -hmm. So it's yes. like you're observing, yeah. you're like, 
oh, I can be self-centered. And you're like, because before if you're like, you're self-centered, you're like, oh, you know, me. like the ego is like me, you yeah. know, like, oh my God, that cannot be me. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And one time with my husband, he did it and literally cried for probably six hours. Love that. Ball, just like, mm. love it. But it was unattached. He, was, he wasn't like, oh my God. It was just like coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, even the unattached to the feeling where he's not like wondering, he's not, what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. It was just able to like have the release. And I think it's so beautiful for that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said, oh, I want to know how to be in that place all the time. Like mm-hmm. I just, I would love to just live in that place. Mm-hmm. And you know, microdosing, of course, is one way to access that. But I think what I learned on mushrooms is that you can access this at any time, at any place. It's just, it takes a little bit more intention and and presentness when you don't have the plant medicine in your system. Mm-hmm. So something I've been asking myself is how much joy can each moment bring? Like I just try to continue to ask that throughout the day to deepen each moment. Because really psychedelics, they just put you so deep into every second, every thought, every moment. Yes. To where you can feel others. That's beautiful. Do you have any mantras that you use or questions that you ask yourselves each day that guide you? Mm. I've been saying lately, I am a living fractal of the divine, Mm. which I, which I read Mm. somewhere. Maybe it was a course in miracles. Maybe it was, I don't know where it was, but I like, I'm a living fractal of the divine and I love, I'm infinite grace. I love that one. I am love embodied is a good one. Mm. And I feel like it changes all the time, but I really try to just come back to whatever I can be, remind myself of like the divinity of me and the infinity of me so that I can connect to that part. Because I feel like when we're in our day-to-day, we're like on our phone, we're on the Uber, we're on social media. It's like, you forget that like you are part of God. Like that God is within you. And you're like, if I was a part of God, what would I do? How would I interact with the world? You know, how would I feel? And otherwise you're just like, I am a social media character. You know, (laughs) like it's this thing. So I'll usually do something like those, but there's also, I forget what the book is and I'm going to look it up because I've been talking about it lately. I love if if I'm ever in a moment of like stress or overwhelm or just kind of having reoccurring thoughts that I'm really wrestling with. Um, there's a book, I'll figure it out. But she says, I cast that to the Christ within. So like the God within us, you can always cast or give up any stress, anxiety, or tension or any worry to the God within you. And like the God within you will always take care of like whatever stress or worry that you have. And you never have to do it alone. Because I think for so many of us, we live our life. We're like, I have to figure this out. I have to do this thing, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if you only knew the support was available to you through God, through like divinity, you would like act completely differently. Mm-hmm. That sentiment is life-changing for me. Thank you for oh, sharing bless. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God That's, rocks. Right? God rocks. Truly. <laughs> That's the quote from this episode. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just add, I tend to take on, like I can, I'm like a little sponge. So it's like, I release what is not mine and I reclaim, reclaim who I am. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I say that often because it's just, it, again, it's that like just moment by moment practice because I could pick it up from someone on the street and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I release what is not mine, you know? I think that's so important too. It's like, they're all unique to whatever your needs are and they change, yes, you know, like that always. one for you is working. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now, a different yeah. time could totally change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned and brought up social media because mm-hmm. I think it's it's so funny we're having What's this like, <laughs> I know, we're like talking about the God. I'm like, you ready us. to be yes. done? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Divinity and just being one with nature and then yes. we're like, I got to check my DMs. Like, yes. I got to like, oh my God, this person said something now. I'm like, out of my flow. Oh no. So what, I mean, I, I know social media is difficult and it's also so beautiful. So what has your experience been, especially on the note of like comparison and what we were kind of talking about earlier off mic? 
Yeah, especially with comparison. You know, I think, I don't know if you have this experience, but like I'll go in through phases where I'm like, good, I'm just creating and I'm sharing and all these things, or I'll be like in complete consumption mode. And I mm. just find myself like, I, and it's, it is actually market how freaking much worse I feel if I'm in consumption mode. Yes. It's yeah. actually like alarming. I'm like, wow. But then it's weird because you're in creator mode and I'm like, I think I'm, amazing that I'm always creating. Like, you know, sometimes with consumption, I'm like, I feel like I got to tap in. Like, what's everyone doing? Yeah. But when you're in that consumption mode, that's in really that comparison. And I did an episode on it recently, but I had to really just get that forgiveness of myself. And oftentimes if I'm looking for ways to support myself, I'll find ways to forgive myself for what I'm doing. So with that, I had to really learn that like in our brain, it's normal to compare. Mm. And it actually has helped us from an evolutionary perspective compare. It keeps us safe. It helps us organize. It helps us create community, all of these things. So when we're comparing on social media, it's like we have all these offers to compare that come at a rate that isn't normal from an evolutionary perspective. So we're comparing you know, on social media just at a rate that we're not used to. So it's overwhelming us, but it's also our brain trying to keep us safe and trying to organize and trying to like make sense of the world. So that allowed me to really forgive that like, oh, it's our brain being normal. It's normal Mm. to sort Mm. information. It's normal to try and structure information and understand it in our brain. But what I had to do was really just like figure out how I could deal with this because I found myself just completely losing myself. You know, every moment you're like, am I like the same weight as her? Am I less? Am I more? Am I more successful? Am I less? Am I more? Am I all these things? And I think one of my favorite ways to do it that actually involves God is like, just being like, whatever's going on with that person, that's like none of my business. Mm. And that actually is the business of them and God. And like, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I don't know what happened in their childhood to get them to this place. I don't know what happens behind closed doors. I don't know anything that's going on. And that's actually God's choice to put them in the position that they're in. And like, I need to focus on like my relationship with God and like what God wants me to do here mm-hmm. instead of like all of these other journeys that people have going on that like really have nothing to do with me. It takes you so out of your own magic and your own flow. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we just have to be, you know, and there's certain, uh, I guess, pages or people that I follow that I notice I'm comparing with more. So sometimes it's being super aware of that and just perhaps consuming different content that is uplifting, that does help you where someone is perhaps being vulnerable and, and, and being a mirror for you rather than a point of comparison. And again, it's your intention and their intention. And it's also too like, what about that person? Because I compare myself to very specific people and yeah. I admire and seek to have something that they have, something I perceive them to have. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like very specific. It's like someone that feels good in their body, someone that has a business that they love and people that are in alignment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell, like I feel you for sure, like you're in alignment because everything flows and everything feels natural and everything feels like it's an integrity. So I am in alignment in my life, but I always seek more alignment. So I'm like, all of these things, it's like, I want those more for myself, but I'm looking for the mirrors outside of me. You know what I mean? So I've really had to be like, okay, how can I get myself in more alignment? How can I feel better in my body? How can I really feel more successful in my career? And those comparisons are really just like a a guidepost to a deeper understanding of me. Yeah. And it's like, if they can do it, I can do it. Just flipping it to that. Like, oh, thank you for showing me that this is possible. You are such a beautiful mirror for me. Like it's expressing gratitude when we want to compare. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely. And I just noticed jealousy comes in, I think, when we compare. It's Mm -hmm. like one of those emotions that almost feels like primal where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh God. And, And I think it feels that way for me because, you know, there is that other 
dimension where I'm doing this, where Mm -hmm. I'm doing something that they're doing or feeling the way they're feeling. And so it almost is like this like pain of like, like I'm not quite aligned with it yet. So I just have to be careful when that's just merely a distraction on social media where I'm watching my mind compare and I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? Like you have everything you need to do what you want to do. Like, why are we not doing that? And I think it, in essence, just like delays everything I want to do if I'm caught up on social media and I'm, I'm consuming, like you said, it's like, and I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately where I'm like, oh, I really need to kind of be extreme with mm. like my, if I really want to do this thing, if I really want to make music, mm. it will require me. It doesn't mean I can't get inspiration from people because I really find that to be so helpful and instrumental, but I'm distracting myself, mm-hmm. you know, and really strong arming my like, true essence and alignment because I'm like, what does that feel like? That's Mm -hmm. scary to me. Like, I don't know what that's going to be like. What will that mean? You know? So I've just been noticing that and I'm I'm just thinking about what does that look like to take a step back and to have that space away from social media and to create, like, what does my nervous system need in order to like actually be in that type of alignment? I know I'll be back, but it's like... Mm. You know what I mean? Mm, like I totally. kind of need to feel what that feels be like. A human, yeah, for a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you feel more creative taking time off social media? I'm sure you were like so creative, so creative, and like just also t- having the time to read every morning. Like I would oh read, God. I would read for like four or five hours some days, wow. and wow. I would just read aloud. And Nick would be drawing for four or five hours while, and and so he picked up drawing while I was off of work too. And I think that the mushrooms also helped him be more creative. Like this yeah. whole thing happened. But yeah, I just had a natural, I just, I had freedom. I had the time to spare. I had, you know, this expansiveness of, I could do whatever I want to do today. So sometimes like, even on a day where I perhaps could be creative, I'm like, oh, but I have a meeting at 2 p.m. So I have to do my day around that meeting and I have to worry about it for an hour at 10 to 11. And I have to like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it takes up so much space and like the importance or worry that we assign to it really takes up the space. But having none of that, it was just, oh, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And, and I think really when we go down to it, I don't think our soul wants to scroll on Instagram or TikTok. I don't think that that's what fills us up. So when I had the space and the time, it was like, oh, I want to organize and be creative with my organization. I want to draw. I want to read. I want to write. I want to reflect. I want to dance. I want to listen to music. I want to sing. And it just felt okay to do that. And I think to your point of, you know, almost using it as an avoidance tactic to not do the things you know you should be doing, like making music. Sometimes when we take more time to make the music, we're so filled up from that. And we're so energetically aligned from that action coming first that we don't even have to like discipline ourselves in the social media arena or give ourselves a slap on the wrist. Exactly. You just naturally crave it less. Yes. Mm-hmm. The craving changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so powerful. You're three weeks off and it's nice because you can like now tap into that feeling. I feel like yes. in my Joe Dispenza meditations, I've been really tapping into the feeling. I'll I'll never forget it on my honeymoon. It's like the second or third day in and we had, my husband was like, hey babe, like, can we please be just us today? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, where's all the friends? Like, yeah. where's everyone? Like, where's our community? He's like, can it please be just us? And we woke up super slow, didn't have anything on our schedule, just like, that feeling of nothing on the calendar, nothing on the schedule. We can do whatever we want. The world is our oyster. 
I just like, I remember that feeling specifically, especially after a wedding, because you have so much stuff you're doing. There's so much stress, like blah, blah, blah. So it's, there was a very rare feeling of like, I don't have anything to do at all in the world. Everyone knows where I am. That's mm-hmm. actually something too. Yes. Everyone knows where I am. Everyone's leaving me alone because they know what I'm doing. My wedding's over. We're at peace and we're alone. And I sometimes am in meditation. I'm like, yo, that mm-hmm. feeling was unreal. Mm-hmm. Yes. The best. I think that's so cute. You said that everyone knows what I'm doing Yo, and where I am because- I didn't realize that until then. There's such a difference between like avoiding work and procrastinating tasks to give yourself some time off to relax or give yourself an hour versus intentionally saying, hey team, this is my plan. I will be totally off for these hours and mm-hmm. days. Let's spend these days getting together what we need so that I can take that time. Call me if there's an emergency yes. and that's it. So it's, yes, it was the safety, the container of knowing that everyone else was giving me the permission and witnessing me give myself the permission. Yeah, and it gives you accountability too. It's like accountability and then, because as women and especially like business owners, you're like, and especially with communities, you're like, okay, my team might want me, my friends might want me, my community might want me. So even if we're alone for a day, we're still like, mm-hmm. people are wondering, or like, what, you know what I mean? We're we're so relational creatures that we yeah. can sort of be wondering. And so to have that like freedom of liberation of like, hey, everyone, I'm offline for this amount of time. Like, I'm not going to be available is so important. And even, especially with your social community, mm-hmm. it's like just being like, hey guys, yeah, this is what's happening. Like, yeah, I- that takes a lot of psychic space. Mm -hmm. I really didn't realize Mm -hmm. how much psychic space that took up until I had that moment of like, damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to let people down either. And you don't, you know, you feel like this, that it is a friendship and it's so hard to nurture all of those friendships and relationships in your lives, especially one with the community where everyone has different needs and thinks of you differently and you do something different for each of them. And it's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, parasocial relationships are wild. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a strange thing, but it also can be really beautiful and raw and vulnerable, especially when you show up really honestly and say, hey, here's what that time did for me. I was able to reflect and hear some of these reflections. And I found that people were actually so happy that I took that time because they're like, oh, we can feel a difference in you and, and we want to see ourselves in what you saw yourself in. Like, let's grow together. It's so huge. it's powerful. That. You have a little rainbow on your face. Yeah. yeah. It was, that's my angel sign. She's an angel. It's like right by your eye. It's so cute. I saw the rainbow on the thing over there. Oh, that's- Yeah, it's from my little prism. Oh my gosh, no way. Mm -hmm. Oh, the prism. It's from a prism, Jess. It's from a prism. My eye doctor who gave me this journey of all this stuff and vision, she put a prism in my glasses to help the way that light reflects into my eyes so that my eyes- work together and there's less stress in my brain. And we uh, just interviewed her before coming here talking about prisons. Like, wow. Have the chills. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I would love to know more about the magic of Almost 30 podcasts and all that you do within that umbrella, your retreats, please tell me. Yeah. So yeah, Almost 30 is not only a podcast. I think the community has really inspired everything that we have done beyond that. And so it started with a ton of in-person events, you know, when the world pre-COVID. And so we were doing retreats. We did a retreat in Malibu that Mm. was just life-changing and so beautiful with an intimate crew of about 25 women. And we have gone on tour. So we went on tour for two years around the world. And it was just, you know, no one told us to go on tour, but Chris and I were like, we want to meet 
people in person. You know, it's so important to us. The community is, you know, really just been why we do this. And so, yeah, we traveled from Australia to London to Austin to New York, Chicago, SF, everywhere. And we're able to have a lot of fun with our audience and also some one-on-one time and just like really feel why we do this, you mm. know? And I think that was really important. And I'm so grateful that it happened before COVID because I think then we had a better idea of, okay, where are we going next? And what is this time gifting us? Because yes, of course it was hard. We had planned a festival. We planned mm. a live show tour for 2020. Like we planned so many things, lost a lot of money. And we're like, okay, you know, that sucks. And <laughs> I think we were actually kind of excited to be home, you know, to be grounded, to yeah. work on like the back end of our brand and business and be like, what's working and what's not? Yes. You know, how does, rising. How's the, how does the team <laughs> feel? You know, it's like, how are our systems and processes and how do we feel? And I think, you know, 2020 really, 2020 into 2021 was such a transformative year for our relationship too. Like, mm-hmm we were so close and like, we're basically married, right? Like with the business, it's, you know, it's very, very intimate and um, intense. And I think that we had been going, going, going for so long and just like, just really dedicated to almost 30 in a way that didn't put our relationship as a priority. Mm. I don't think I realized that if our relationship isn't good, the business ain't. So, you know, it was actually such a blessing to be home, to work with our coach, our individual therapist. And so anyway, uh, all that to say, I think now we are super focused on our membership. We have a, a beautiful membership where people come to just be supported in their evolution. You know, it's like, I, I, I wish I had this when I was like, especially going through my Saturn return, but even just moving forward, having community, having workshops every month, having live calls with Kristen and I, having that connection with one another, different resources, I think is so, so special. And then we're super passionate about supporting podcasters in launching, growing and monetizing their podcasts because it's just changed our lives. And we know that so many people out there have a podcast in their heart. And so if we can help and support and just be kind of like, you know, big sisters of sorts and teachers. We we really take pride in that because we've done this from our closet floors, you know? So mm. we kind of made all the mistakes. Oh, each one, teach one, right? Mm-hmm. That really lights me up. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now have been thinking about starting a podcast. And like you. you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what else is next for you guys? I literally, my first thought was like, I forget. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like actually Lindsay and I are gonna have dinner tonight and I feel like we need to talk about what mm-hmm. the future is because I feel like we are getting messages about a change in direction for the business. And I feel like we need to kind of mm-hmm. bring it to the table and talk about it. And I feel like the business wants to evolve. So we need mm-hmm. to talk about that. So we will have exciting things coming next year, like membership enrollment camp and stuff. But I think otherwise we're just kind of, I think we're wanting to explore our own personal expression outside of the business huh. and how can we like still support our community and business in the most grand way and mm-hmm. then also support our own journey. Absolutely. Do either of you have passion projects or your own projects you're working on right now? Yeah, we both do. Me and my, with the music and Krista with her deck and mm-hmm. app and it's much more than that. But yeah, it's, it's cool because I think, you know, you can become so tightly wo- identified with- yeah in our case, almost 30, which is, you know, it, 
it started with us, but it's not us, right? Yeah, like it's so almost 30 more. is so much more. Mm. And so it's really beautiful to kind of think about like, oh, wow, like she's doing her thing out there and we are here to like support it. And like, obviously just pour so much of ourselves into it. But then like, who would we be if we didn't practice what we kind of, you know, share with our community, which is like really following your heart. And so if these things are coming through us, it's like, it's our responsibility to, you know, allow that to happen. And, you know, we have a really, our relationship so beautiful in that way. I feel like we support each other so much and really want each other to like shine in that ways. Yeah. And now you have, you know, so a, a team that's really mm-hmm. strong. So that's another, that's why I was Nature. able to take time off and yes. do other things. Like you can lean on that team and really focus on what lights you up individually. What mm-hmm. kind of music do you make? It's so funny. I get that question a lot. And I always feel so silly because I'm like, I don't know, because it feels different than anything that I have consumed. I think it takes pieces of, you know, like my favorite meditative music with, you know, my favorite songs that are more lyric focused. So I see it as an A side and a B side, you know, and experiential. I think that, you know, we can listen to music and it can be in the background and music is so powerful for so many things. And I think you know, what I've experienced and what we do is that anytime music is underscoring an experience, I'm like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like, here we go, God. Lindsay, <laughs> you know? Thank you for imprinting yes. this. Lindsay sung at my wedding and it was <gasps> unreal. The video's out. It was, dude, unwell. Everyone was like, it was so unreal. That is such an honor. I'm excited to like be in the process so that I can kind of more clearly feel what that is. And I'm excited to to collaborate. I don't know if I know the people yet, right? Like, I think once I start doing that more, like they will come in, but because I don't want to be doing the producing. So I'm really excited to have people in their genius and just feel so in flow in that way. Every moment reveals the next. Mm-hmm. There she goes. Oh, damn. <laughs> She's full of them. I know. I love She's it. She's little guru. I love it. And I'd love to hear about your app. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm making a tarot deck. There's actually two decks that I'm making and then an app to go along with it. And my goal is to really make tarot modern. I feel like all the decks that I see are really like just not modern. Mm-mm. Like, And I want to mm-hmm. make it super earthy, super clear and super modern. So one of the decks is based on a study of the archetypes through the law of one text, which is my everything law of one text is. And then the other is just like a standard tarot deck and they're just really beautiful. And then within the app, you'll be able to just make it more actionable because I feel like people pull and then they forget and you know they yes. don't remember. Mm-hmm. And so there's such beautiful synchronicity and learning and teaching that's found through tarot. So I want to make sure that they can apply it through the app and just sort of like make it more integrated. Through the app, is there a way to like save a photo of the the reading that you had that day by date so you can go back? Oh, oh yes, honey. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to take photos of your poll. You'll be able to journal what, what <gasps> helped connected with your poll. You'll get like a monthly report of your polls to see if there's themes. And then you'll be able to do it with like AR so you can take a, a video or photo of it. And then you'll be able to have a poll on the app. So you can be like, I just want to pull on the app. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. My husband is a software engineer, so he's going to- 
He's going to do the app. You're you're both killing it. I this know. Is... Not yet. <laughs> well, no, I mean. Talk to us in a year. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I will. And I yes. will be cheering you. Yes. <laughs> you. This has been so much fun. I, I just like really appreciate you. I really appreciate your work. And it's always like blown away how you show up. And Thank I'm just you. so grateful we got to sit down with you. It's felt like just such, such a good day. Yes. It's, it's an honor to meet you both. Oh. Truly. New New York friend. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I'm coming, and to, coming up to thing. Hastings. Yep. Come on up. Yes. Come on up. I actually have one like random closing yeah. question. Love it. What is one good thing you've done for your microbiome today? Ooh. Oh, I love that. I didn't have coffee this morning. <laughs> oh, I was going to say we haven't eaten yet. So I, know. <laughs> Dude, I, had, I had tons of popcorn. Yeah, you did. I did my Well, no at popcorn. least you didn't not eat and then have coffee. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, so. I'm not doing coffee anymore. I'm kind of, we're taking a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. So no coffee this morning felt like, Wow. Great for mm-hmm. my bio. I love that. Yes. Okay, great. First thing I do is just hydrate a ton when I wake yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, because before I would like go on a walk right away and like grab my coffee and have the coffee be the first thing that yeah. hits myself. I'm going to eat. Mm. So hydrating is just like really, it feels really good. Love that. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks Bye. y'all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to our episode on What's the Juice. Thank you to Olivia for having us on the show. So much fun. Make sure to share this episode and make sure to listen to our interview of Olivia on our show by searching Organic Olivia Almost 30. And just want to update you coming up from Almost 30. We have the Sacredness of Being Single program, which is open for enrollment right now until the end of February. So if you are in that season where you are single, perhaps you are newly to the season, perhaps you've been in it for some time now. I started this program inspired my own, by my own season of being single and how impactful it became when I finally kind of got hip to the idea that, oh, wow, this is absolutely for me and a season where I got to know myself on a much deeper level. So I would love to have you. If you have any questions, I'm sure they will be answered on our website, almost30.com slash sacredness of being single. You can always DM me at Lindsay Simsick with any questions, but we will be beginning at the top of March. So make sure to reserve your spot now. And you can buy anything from Olivia at organicolivia.com. Again, I love the magic mane. I love the mood juice. I love the liver juice. And we really appreciate you listening and supporting and subscribing to Almost 30. It means so much. There's tons of other episodes and content that we have available when you subscribe. You can check out our blog for any more resources. And we'll see you on Instagram at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, House of Wise, Hum Nutrition, BetterHelp, Anima Mundi Herbals, and Flex. You can find all discount information in our show notes or on our website, almost30.com slash partners. We will see you very soon on our next episode. Bye. Bye.